All right, this is part two of the Communist Manifesto. Yes, it is. And we are, there's something very interesting just in the very first paragraph here. We are 7% of the way through the book. No, no, 5%. Sorry, that just... 5%. Okay. <laughs> and so it's something kind of interesting that happens. History is really, really interesting because for most of human history, like everybody was starving. If you look at like the, the production of stuff, it was like boom, boom, boom. It would go up and down a little bit, up and down a little bit. And then literally in the last two, 250 years, it's gone like, whoa, like crazy yeah. high, crazy high. Now, one of the reasons for that was because there was slavery. Now, slavery is like, okay, when you feel ordered around. I hate it. <laughs> you hate it, right? Like you might do it. Not that you get a lot of orders, but you might do it, but you're not going to be like, yay. <laughs> I'm going to literally be like, if I can avoid this in any possible way and also like get some payback in there, that would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's sabotage, there's laziness, there's deliberately working slowly. People resent. I do that a lot. <laughs> so many years ago, I went to a conference, not really by choice. I'll talk about that another time. And somebody said to the audience, you're the kind of people who will do almost anything that people ask you to and almost nothing that people tell you to. Yeah. And it's kind of like human nature. We yeah. don't like being ordered. So you're like, you make, you're like making your dragon pictures. But if I said, Izzy, you must do a dragon picture or you get locked in the storage room. I mean, if you can conceive of, like you, you might do I'm a like, dragon picture. I'm like, oh my picture. God. I'm like, <laughs> you might do a dragon picture, but you wouldn't be putting your best into I'd it. I would be right? like, Scribble, scribble, done. Now, the other thing, too, is that when people buy a lot of slaves, like let's say they uh, they buy a lot of slaves to uh, get their crops, like to, to pick their crops, right? Yeah. Then they don't, at the same time, they put all their money into a slave. Now, a slave used to back, cost about $30,000, like $25,000, $30,000. So, like a price of a good car, right? Yeah. So, if you buy all these slaves and they're all out there picking your, your cotton or your crops or whatever... You don't really want to invest in some big giant machine that does it for you. Yeah. Because you already have the, quote, machine, which is human slavery, right? Yeah. So it's not only morally wrong, of course, to own human beings, but it's like crazy inefficient. And everybody knows that kind of deep down. down. Like there was all this really, really cool stuff in the ancient Greek and Roman empires. Like in the Roman Empire, they knew about the steam engine. They knew about like lots of really, really cool things. They just never bothered to make machines that made things more efficient because... The most of the population in the cities were slaves. Yeah. There's a famous story about a guy who said he was like really uh, smug and, and snobby. And he oh, said, I hate people oh, like that. Oh, I can't believe it. I, I actually talked to a slave yesterday. I didn't even know he was a slave. You know what we should do? We should make the slaves wear little circles on their chest so we know who's a slave and who we don't have to talk to. And do you know what the other guy said? What? Are you crazy? If they all have little circles on their chest, they'll realize how many of them there are and how few of us there are. Yeah. And then that would be very things bad. would be bad for the rulers, right? So, so they try. So, a lot of people try to explain why we got so wealthy now. Like, never happened before in human history. Incredibly, insanely, madly wealthy. Like, a, the poorest person now is way better off than the richest person a hundred years ago. Oh wow. Oh, yeah, it's crazy, right? Because the richest person 100 years ago, he didn't have antibiotics. He didn't have air conditioning. He didn't have the internet. He didn't have a car. He didn't have like any of these. He things. didn't get free health care in Canada. Which anyway. is free or not free? Not free. Not free. <laughs> but it's free for them. It's not free for rich people uh, it's, who have to yeah. pay taxes. Yeah, that's right. So 
So you would, I would much rather be like a really, really poor person in a rich country than a really, really rich person in a poor country because it's a big, big mess. So, so people always try and explain like how on earth did we suddenly become so wealthy? Now the answer, I think, and I think it's a good reason for this, is that, well, first of all, slavery was made illegal, which is a good thing. And secondly, people were just allowed to trade and trade and trade. So you know something about this. Give me your trading and entrepreneur and business experience. Chocolate making. Did That's we right. mention that in the last show? We I think not. we did. Oh, yeah, we did. That's right. With the so, chocolate pizza. So you we may, made... I may be kind enough to actually post that on Twitter. So Have you... we already done that already? No. Okay. <laughs> we, we, you know what? We can put it on the show. Yes. We'll put a link to it on the show. Yes. So you, you buy the ingredients. Yep. You mix your labor in because, you know, if, if you just had a, a candy shop that was like a bag of chocolate, chocolate chips. Yeah. That would be really just a like, grocery store then, right? Yeah. So you have to transform it. You have to change yeah. it, right? So what I do really fast is yeah, yeah. I buy the chocolates. I mean, some chocolates, same brand, and one store can be $3.50. The other store could be $4.50. I mean, it's different for you each store. You look for the cheapest but, ones that are good quality, yeah. right? Last time, I uh, did not exactly have time to go to the store that was better, but I, yeah, yeah. so I spent the $4.50. But let's just make it $4 to be simple. But that's interesting, too, because we happened to be at the store, so we didn't need to make a separate trip that might take half an hour or an hour. Yeah. So you saved time rather than money, but time is important, too, right? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, with time, I can make more chocolates and hopefully get him to buy more. And right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I bought the... Let's just make it $4 to be okay. easy. So I bought the $4 chocolate, and then I took out a bunch of pieces from that it was yeah. white chocolate but um i took out a lot of white chocolate i melted it and then i made nine little of my chocolate blobs i call them i call them cookies but you don't yeah because right? they're not they're not dough or anything it's just chocolate basically right, right. and then sometimes i'll put on sprinkles sometimes i'll put on other chocolates on top you'll sometimes. mix the like you mix, so you have milk light sorry milk white and dark chocolate is your basic ingredients right yeah typically i will be doing the milk chocolate and the white chocolate from now on because mm. he likes white chocolate and milk chocolate better than dark chocolate and who's your big sucker customer you yeah that's right so if i don't <laughs> i don't particularly like dark chocolate i'll eat it like in an emergency of sugarness but oh my goodness <laughs> but so so you'll you'll melt the chocolate right yeah and, and then, then you flatten i take it. a spoon yeah and i pour it onto some wax paper right and then I kind of dab it around until it ends up in a circle of shape. And you might make, might make patterns if it's like a mixture of light and dark. Well, yeah. If I melt, melt, say, some dark chocolate and some white chocolate yeah. or something like that, I will make the white chocolate. It can either be, let's just make the example, the white chocolate is the base. Yeah. And then I might take a toothpick yeah. and I might swirl in some dark chocolate to make it look pretty. It really does. And then you might put some stuff on top, right? I typically, I like M&Ms right in the middle. If it's a small chocolate, I'll put an M&M right in the middle. And yeah. I have different ones, one's for 75 cents and one for $1.25, and the $1.25 are very big. So how did you figure out or determine the price that you should charge? Well, I wanted to make money. Of course, yeah. And since I use a lot of chocolate in each one, and also I take a lot of time and all that. So I actually, I, tr I started it, I think the original price for all of them was $1.50. Yeah. And then you said the price is too high, so I lowered it. But you and could then, still make money if you lowered it, right? You just didn't yes. quite, quite as much money, right? Yeah, so I lowered it. Right? I lowered it to a dollar thirty, and then I lowered it to a dollar twenty-five just to be nice, even though it's only five cents less. But still, it's five cents, right? No, but that can make a big difference in how people think. Like, we, yeah. remember we talked about this years ago when we were in uh, one of the stores, like one of the yeah. everything stores, that they don't like to say two bucks. What do they say? A dollar ninety-nine. Or dollar ninety. Like, they do. They also people when people started learning this trick, they did a dollar ninety-eight. I swear. <laughs> no, did, seriously. Yeah, yeah. I I remember though, like uh, I don't know when I was young, it was a dollar ninety-nine, and then when people st I saw there were less, there were only um. Buys like a dollar thirty and dollar 
um, 15 and stuff, mm. when there were fewer of those items, yeah. that I saw they actually made a dollar ninety eight, and I'm like, what the heck? It's like one cent less. Now, partly that's because a dollar ninety nine seems less than two bucks, but also before people all use credit cards, they used to use cash, and if it was two bucks. You wouldn't have to open the cash register if someone gave you two bucks, but if it was a dollar ninety nine, you'd have to give them a penny back. So you'd have to register the sale. They didn't want the cashiers basically taking the money without registering the sale, pocketing the money. So oh, they, that's smart. They, yeah, so they had to try and make it. So it's kind of two reasons for that. Yeah. So you, you have your raw ingredients, yeah. which is what you pay for. You have your labor, and yep. then you have your products, and you have your price, and you make money, right? Yeah. One last thing, sorry. Yeah. Um, also, the reason I split them off into two groups, actually probably like three or four days ago, mainly just because um, I'm like, okay, that chocolate is tiny. Why is it still being charged for the one that's like the biggest one I have? Or like the, the I had a quadruple layer, which one, bottom chocolate, some filling, some white chocolate, and then some more dark chocolate. Right, so because you have different sizes, right? So some yeah. of them are like the size of a thumb. Yeah. Some of them are like the size of, uh, like if you put your f- a d- a thumb and forefinger, yeah. like the OK symbol, then that's about that size. There's some that's in between. Yeah. Right, OK. And, uh, well, the ones that are the size of a thumb are a chocolate, yeah. um, a little one of those. It's called mini Hershey's Kisses, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you cut the top off, you put some melted chocolate, and then you put a white chocolate or an NMM or a candy cane or something on top. Right. <laughs> they're like 15 cents. They're actually less than 15 cents. They're like 10 so cents. So you, you were charging more than the people wanted to pay. And also what happened was there were times where you wanted to sell more. Maybe they'd been getting a, not a little old or something like that. So then yeah. you would, when, when you wanted to sell more, what did you do? I made fresh chocolates. And no, I also, but when you wanted to sell a clump of the existing ones. Oh, I'd you put, put a sale. You put a sale on, right? Because yeah. you wanted to, it's called move product. You wanted to sell stuff, right? Well, yeah, I have these sales. Um, so for the month of December, because there are a lot of holidays in December. Yep. So just the entire month to make it simpler. Um, I do Valentine's Day, and I also do clo- uh, St. Patrick's Day, and I'm going to do Easter and stuff like that. Halloween, right. And too. that gets you a, a lot more sales, right? Yeah, And it also does. the thing is, too, when people, um, I think that what happens is when I, like, you put a sale on, I'll buy more, and then I'm like, oh, these are really good. I'm going to have more, even when the sale is off. So it doesn't just raise your sales in the moment, but for a little while longer, yeah. there's more sales. Yeah. Okay, so you uh, are in a situation, you don't have to sit there and say, oh, what do you mean I have to study under someone else for 200 hours just to make chocolate cookies? Yeah. Right? You can just go and make them and you can make your own decisions and you yeah. can make your money, right? Yeah. Now, if you were running a really big business, you'd have a, 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 well, a spreadsheet or a database, right? And you would say, okay, here's what I spend, here's how much time, here's the profit, and you would track. Well, I actually all your do profits. that a bit. I, yeah. um, so I bought some chocolates and so far I'd spent $16 and I'd made $14. So I'm like, oh, I need to, uh, Oh, make so some you more lost. stuff. I wa- I lost two dollars, and right. then I mean to be fair, I bought one like a couple days before, but still, yeah, yeah. I was down two dollars. So I decided, oh, I need to make some more stuff. So I split them off into two groups: seventy-five cents and a dollar twenty-five. And now I'm getting more buys on the seventy-five cents. Because if you have stuff that's priced the same, but one is twice as big, no one's going to buy the smaller one, right? So yeah. you have to change. Yeah. The price, yeah. And also sense. it's good because sometimes, sometimes I'll get him to buy a small one in the morning and then a small one at night, which is actually more money for right. me. <laughs> so, well, so there's this big question, and this is a question that Marx was asking like 150 years ago, how did we suddenly become so rich? So here's, here's his answer. We're getting into the book now. He says, modern industry has established the world market. Now, what does just, that mean? <laughs> so the world market, just yesterday, we were in a grocery store and what did we buy? 
um, <laughs> some freaky fruits. I don't we'll call them freaky fruits. Yeah, but oh yeah, freaky like grass, that's what right? you posted. Did yeah, you yeah, post yeah. that? Yeah, I did yeah. post a picture that of that, That was right? that lychee something? Lychee, yeah. Lychee. So where did they come from? reminds me of leeches. <laughs> so where did they come from? China. Yeah, so the the store was like half in both the Philippine and Chinese. And I and actually checked with the woman at the cashier. Is this stuff from China, right? And so that's a world market. So imagine they're grown literally almost completely on the other side of the world and they end up as relatively fresh fruit. It's a world market, right? It was actually pretty fresh. I mean, I haven't had a lot of them. Actually, my first time eating yeah, them, but it's good though, right? they seem pretty fresh. So he, so a world market, he's saying, the big question is how to become rich. Now, people like me, we say, well, we became rich because property rights were enforced. Like if, if, if someone could just come and take your candies whenever they wanted, like your chocolates that you make. I wouldn't make you them. You wouldn't make them, right? Because no. you'd be like, well, what's the point? And uh, also, if people would say, oh, I'll pay you later, yeah. and they never did, you also wouldn't bother making them because you'd just be costing you money. Well, so, that sometimes, I mean, I trust you, of course, but mm. I mean, sometimes it'd be like, I cannot talk. A little credit is um, okay, right? What do you mean? Like credit meaning uh, you will lend me the money, so to speak, to buy the chocolates if I pay you later. Well, yeah, sometimes I do that. But also, I mean, a lot of the times, I just want to keep it strict or anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, sometimes it'd be like, oh, I'm busy right now so i'll pay you i don't know like 10 minutes or and yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe later today and i'm like i'm actually just gonna go take the money from the cupboard really fast yeah, and i mean perfect. just i mean i want it to be safe i mean i can't do that in a store like hey no, but we want to forget but you might forget that's the yeah problem, we both right? might forget exactly. and then it might be like hey so you what wanna... happened to that chocolate i made i don't remember getting money for that <laughs> so we talked about so you have no barriers to entry you can just go make the chocolates right mm-hmm. you have the money to buy the chocolates and you get to keep uh, the chocolates, you get to sell them at the price that you want and you get to charge people. And so all of that is, is called the free market. You can just make stuff and you can sell stuff and, and all of that. And you don't have to ask permission. You don't have to pay a lot in taxes. You don't like, no. or any, right? Yeah. So It's tax-free. <laughs> yeah, so that's called that's called the free market, right? Yeah. And and we say, look, in the 18th, 19th century, first in, in land and then in manufacturing, like in making stuff, because you got to make food before you make stuff, because people got to eat before they make stuff, right? Yeah. And like, I cannot make chocolates on an empty stomach because I will gobble up all my chocolates. So yeah, let me ask you this. Here's an interesting question, right? So let's say there's you and some kid, we'll call him Bob, right? Yeah. So let's say that you and Bob are both deciding to buy chocolates. Now, if everything's equal and you're selling the chocolates, but Bob is only eating them himself, who do you think can buy more chocolate? Well, me. Because? Because I'm not eating them. Because you, you make money from them. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, so he's if Bob just is just eating, eating them, them right? Yeah, yeah. So if you're, if you're profiting from the chocolate, you can afford to buy more and more chocolates because every chocolate you buy, it doesn't cost you money. It makes you money. Yeah. Whereas he's just spending money and he's going to run out of money. But for you, buying the chocolates gets you more money. Yeah. It wouldn't be if I was making them. Why? Because you would eat them all. I would eat no, them I remember yeah. just eating them. I'm like, so I was he at a uh, special order. I just want he wanted uh, some a chocolate. Um, what's it called? Volcano. And I said I couldn't actually do that because it'd be impossible to carve and it would take so long. And I don't have that experience yet. Yeah. So I said, why don't I give you some cool patterns? And then I realized that that didn't work because wax paper is being difficult. <laughs> right. Right. But um, so I decided, hey, I'm going to give you a surprise. And if you don't like it, I can just put it up on my candy shop. Maybe there's yeah. a display area. If you don't sell it to me, you can sell it to someone else, right? Yeah. But um, so what I did, I put in a bunch of little t- little chocolate blobs, white chocolate and dark chocolate. Yeah. And I put on uh, milk chocolate chips on top of each one. And there were, I don't know, there were, <laughs> stop drooling. I'm drooling. I'm so sorry. I hope this doesn't get on the microphone. Oh, my God. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. I need one of those little, little dental it. things that <laughs> suck out the I'm, saliva. I'm poking it. Okay. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> And I mean, so 
I don't know, it was, I don't know, have like 20 little tiny pieces, but they were very small, so I charged $5.50. We came to an agreement on that. Yeah. And I don't even know why I went, oh yeah, I remember when I was making it, yeah. you just said, hmm, I just might need to take a closer look, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, I always lean in to try and snuffle them. So yeah. let me ask you this, let's say there's a chocolate bar in a store, and you and Bob both go in, and let's say the chocolate bar is a dollar, right? Now, Bob is just going to buy that chocolate bar. He's going to eat it himself, right? Yeah. But you are going to make something, and you might make two bucks out of that chocolate bar, right? Yeah. So let's say there's a bidding war. Like, you both trying to figure out how much you want to spend. Who do you think can bid more or pay more for that chocolate, you or Bob? Me. Because you're going to make money from it, right? Yes. So that's important, right? I mean, the better the chocolate, the more money I make. Right. So here's the thing. Think of land, right? Yep. Now, if you are just buying land, you're going to grow your own stuff, right? That's like Bob just eating the chocolate himself. But if you're going to buy land and you're really, really good at growing crops, so you grow more than you need for yourself and you can sell the rest, who do you think can bid more or pay more for the land, you or Bob? I'm sorry. Say that again? So Bob, he just goes and plants the crops. Yes. And he just eats it all himself. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. Then but I you, can borrow more land. You, you can pay more. Yes. So he might pay $1,000 for the land, but you might pay twelve or 1300 because you can make money from the land, whereas he's just consuming stuff, right? Yeah. So the people who are better at farming, they end up being able to buy more land. Yeah. Now, that's fantastic. Like, if he doesn't, if he just eats it all, he can buy, like, one kilometer and he can live on that. But if I can, yeah. if I sell it, I eat some and sell it, then I can buy two kilometers. Well, no, because whoever's selling the land... Right, let's say two square kilometers, right? Whoever's selling the land, they're going to want to sell to you. Yeah, because I'll be Because you'll pay more. more, right? So that means that Bob eventually gets kicked off the land because he's not a good farmer or he's lazy or whatever, right? He's yeah. not smart or he doesn't like to farm. So you'll end up owning a whole bunch of land. Now, do you know why that's fantastic? Because let's say you can produce twice as many crops as Bob. Yeah. So instead of there being, Bob might produce a thousand apples, right? Yeah. But you for the same land can produce 2,000 apples. Because of my green thumb. Okay. Yeah, because of your green thumb or whatever. You just really, you yeah. work really hard, you, whatever it is, right? Yes. It's the same soil. So you end up being able to bid a lot more for land. So you end up owning more land, but because you're such a good farmer, you can produce so much more food. Now, Bob has kicked off his land. He goes live in the city, but there's all this excess food that can support people in the city so he can just get a job there. Yeah. Now, letting the, the people who are best at growing stuff have the most land is one of the reasons why we don't have yeah. to be farmers because there yeah. are all these great farmers out there who work like who work really crazy hours and and very hard and take a lot of risks yeah. and they're really really good at farming. Of course, in the winter there are also people who grow like carrots and turnips and stuff. Right, right. So, um, uh, so people who like I I do a show and I ask for donations for the show. So when I buy things, I'm not just consuming them, right? So someone might buy a microphone just for online gaming so he can coordinate with his friends or his teammates or whatever, right? Yeah. But I use it and I can hopefully make money from doing that so I can afford better yeah. equipment and more stuff because it's like an investment, right? Yeah. So Marx's big question is, okay, how on earth have we become so rich? Now, the answer which we're talking about here is, you know, free markets and property rights, keeping your contracts. Like if people say they'll pay you in a week, you can actually have them pay you in a week and they will. But his answer is different. He says, modern industry has established the world market for which the discovery of America paved the way. The market has given an immense development to commerce, to navigation, to communication by land. So he's saying, look, one of the reasons we're so rich is that we discovered America. Now, I don't particularly agree with that. And I'll tell you why. First of all, 
America, which was discovered uh, in like the 16th century or 1500s or whatever, right? By the, by the Europeans. So first of all, it, was, it had been discovered in the past because there were already people living here. So yeah. there were the natives or the indigenous population here. Before that, there's reports there were Europeans in North America. So it's been discovered a whole bunch of times. It didn't make everyone super rich. No. So just discovering America can't be enough because it's been discovered before. Yeah. Also, there's tons of new countries that got discovered all throughout human history. Yeah. And... I mean, the Romans went and took over a bunch of countries. The, the, I mean, I won't go through the whole list of all these different empires, yeah. right? So the fact that there's some new land that's opened up uh, or people have found some new land, even if there are people living there, well, that's happened all the time throughout human history. It didn't make everyone super rich. So it's not enough of an answer to me. Yeah. So he says... I think it's probably that people stopped having slavery. So they started investing in uh, time-saving devices, like yeah. washing machines and stuff. Like, I know... Um, my if mom still a... spends a lot of time at the washing machine. I gotta say, like maybe in two hours, I don't know, two hour, two hours in five days. I actually really mess that up. Half an hour every day, maybe every yeah. couple day, every it day. It kind of adds like it comes and goes. Sometimes, let's just, she yeah. Doesn't. Let's just say in the day that she has to do some laundry, not has to, it does some laundry. Yeah, it's half an hour, forty five minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. Now, I if mean, you had a slave to do your laundry, you probably wouldn't bother buying a, a washing machine. Now, no, because probably nobody, wouldn't even bother trying to make one or anything. There wouldn't be a washing machine no. because people would say, well, everyone has slaves to do their laundry. So why on earth would I make a machine that did laundry for free when people already have slaves? There, right. So, uh, yeah. So so he's saying, look, when they discovered America, there were all of these great improvements in trade, in communication. So there was this thing called the Pony Express. Mm -hmm. uh, which was if you needed to send a message to, I don't know, someone in Toronto. Yeah. Then you, there was no email. There was no phone. There was not, not, not with the telegraph, which is like beep, 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 like a whole series of clicks that, that translates into a language. So you would hire some guy who would get on a very fast horse and write the message for you. Oh, that's cool. Which was kind of new. And, and if it was a long message, they'd have like, because you can't ride a horse from like one end of the country to the other. So there'd be like these stations where you trade in your horses. And and oh, you'd like so cool. you, this horse would get twenty miles. The horse would be tired. You'd get a fresh horse, and you just go like crazy. But it was very expensive, right? But the only reason that existed was because there were important messages. There was already trade. So he's saying, well, you discover America, and you get these amazing improvements in trade and communications. It's like no, because that didn't happen the last time. The last few yeah. times America was discovered. So he says this development has, in its time, reacted on the extension of industry. And in proportion as industry, commerce, navigation, railways extended, in the same proportion, the bourgeoisie, right, the people who own yeah. uh, the, the means of production, developed, increased... It's the people who are, like, example, like, not the slaves, as an example, yeah. or something. Well, yeah, this, the, there's the when old farming, right? There's yeah. the slaves, and then there's the foreman, like, the, the guy who's in charge of the slaves. Yeah. He's not a slave himself. And then there's the, um, the people who own the farm... Uh, and so it's the people who own the farm. That's oh, who he's talking bourgeoisie. about. The bourgeoisie. Yeah. <gasps> I pronounced that correctly-ish, whatever. <laughs> and uh, so uh, increased its capital. So capital is the money that you save that you generally will use to invest in something new, to, to create something new. Yep. And pushed into the background every class handed down from the Middle Ages. So, so what he's saying is that because America was discovered, there were new railways. But again, America had been discovered a whole bunch of times before or invaded or conquered. Yeah, you know, I'm starting to dislike this guy as we speak. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get there. Yes. This is just the Well, beginning, you said right? you weren't going to tell me about him at the beginning because you didn't want to start me off in an odd way, so I have a feeling he's actually pretty bad. So he's saying, well, because we had railways, trade got better. And my argument basically is, well, no, because there was trade, people built railways to yeah. deliver goods. Like, if, if you, let's say you end up being a chocolatier, 
That'd be right, so which would be a good way to make sure that I end up with a very, very large coffin. So, yeah, like, I don't know, the size of Mount Everest or something. Something like that, yeah. So if you're a chocolatier, let's say that every time you send your chocolate to the next town, they just get stolen and nobody pays you for them, right? Yeah. Would you send chocolates to the next town? No. No, you'd be like, I could just sell them here, right? So because... Like, I could sell them in my shop. No one steals them. There would also be other people in the shop who would maybe, I don't know, someone tried to steal a chocolate. They, me and the peop- other people who were actually good people yeah. who were trying to steal my chocolate would maybe stop them or something. Or imagine this. Imagine there's a town to your east and a town to your west, right? Yeah. Now, imagine when you send the, the chocolates, they charge you $50 in taxes just to go and sell in that town. Whereas yeah. if you send them to the West, they don't charge you anything. Where are you going to send your chocolates? West. Right. So the more free you are, the less taxes, less control, less theft that's going on. So if you're going to build a railway to deliver your chocolates, where are you going to build it? To the East or to the West? To the West. To the West, right? Why would you bother building a big railroad, which is very expensive, to just deliver where it's high taxes and your stuff gets stolen all the time, right? You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't. So it's property rights. The fact that people could be sure that they could trade and keep their money, that's what built the railroads, not just the discovery of America. Yeah. Silly. Anyway, uh, so you know what? I'm just going to do this too because I want to make sure that we get the technical blah, 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 blah definition. Uh, of uh, of bourgeoisie, right? Because uh, it's a word that has a very complex series of... Oh, gosh, that is a very... Ah, you see? It's a polysemous French term. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, it's, a, it's a French term, bourgeoisie, that can mean a, a, cl- a social class, people with a certain upper-middle class, um, upper-middle and... Petty bourgeoisie. So petty bourgeoisie are like the shop owners, whereas the really rich bourgeoisie would own the entire factories and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. So yeah. Sure, okay. They do have to do a lot of work to run a factory. They do. Yeah. Even with right. my chocolate, I'm like, hey, I'm losing money. You got to find ways to make more money and stuff. Well, here's the other thing too. So at some point, if you keep track of this, which actually would be a cool thing to do, you should keep track of how many hours you work, so you can figure out how much you're getting paid per hour to make. And sell well, I the think chocolates. I'm gonna do something like for the. Um, chocolate i mean for like these special orders sometimes yeah. like the chocolate pizza is an example it's going to be maybe my time is worth 50 cents an hour let's just say like right that's now that's a start yeah that's a start and then i can time it from sorry you're on my microphone <laughs> um uh start to finish and maybe it takes an hour two hour two and a half hours yep that would be um so like <laughs> that would be um a dollar 25 right right that makes sense okay. and that would add to the actual price <laughs> wait Fifty cents an hour? Yes. Two and a half hours? Two and a half hours. A dollar twenty five cents. Yeah, yeah, quite right. Quite right. Okay. Sorry. I, I was just, <laughs> that's me too. I was just like, wait, am is I getting right? this is right? right? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. No, what? Okay. All right. I swear I'm not actually that bad at math. <laughs> anyway, so he says we see therefore how the modern bourgeoisie is itself the product of a long course of development of a series of revolutions in the modes of production and of exchange. Blah, blah, blah. So so he, again, to me this is there's an old saying which says putting the cart in front of the horse. That would be not. Current, so, that would not make a lot of sense. Yeah. Right so there. normally you get, you know, we go on those hay rides, right? We yeah. we don't really anymore, but we used to, right? Yeah. And so there'd be a bunch of horses in the front, and they'd be pulling the cart, right? Yeah. So they're saying, if you get things backwards, you remember we used to do these logical puzzles. Oh yeah. And I would say, I, when you the were younger, umbrella one, do the umbrella one. So I would say something like, "Oh man, I can't believe that everyone's making it rain by 
putting out their um, putting up their umbrellas. They say no, it's raining, and then people put up their umbrellas. Right. So we used to do a lot of these kind of games when I was like seven and eight and stuff. But right, maybe six. Like we two. would say, I can't believe that all these people gathered around the grave are putting that person in the ground. <laughs> And you'd say? No. <laughs> that's right. It doesn't work that way. It's, yeah, they're only, he's in the ground. He's going in the ground. That's why they're there. They don't put him in the ground just because they've a, a gathered. So putting the cart before the horse is when you get what's called causality, like dominoes, right? Like, can you imagine? So we used to watch these dominoes. We built the domino stuff too, right? So imagine you started, you know. Now, imagine if you tried to do it the other way. They were all down and you tried to push them back up from the end. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would like, be imagine impossible. Imagine if we did like an hour-long video of like there's something wrong with our dominoes, and we'd like they'd all go down, and we'd say, okay, now we need to get them back up. <laughs> we try and push them back up or whatever. They fly crazy, everywhere. Right? Now you could fake that though. You could play the video backwards. That's right. You could play the video backwards. That's right. So so he's saying, well, you know, they just started making all these factories, and they started building all these railroads, and they started having the Pony Express, and that's why we became rich. And it's like, no, 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 no. Because people had the expectation of making money, they built all of these things. But first, you had to have free trade and, and property rights and all that kind of stuff, right? Each step, he said, in the development of the bourgeoisie was accompanied by a corresponding political advance of that class. So what he's saying is, and this is kind of true, right? So if you're a trader... Uh, you want to trade, you want to sell your wheat to France, right? But let's say there's all these laws, like we talked about when we ordered the glow dust and the walkie-talkies, that oh all these God. crazy tariffs, right? $63 to order the glow dust. Right. Like, what, to come in like two days, but still. So let's say that you um, you want to sell your wheat into France, but the French government puts a big tax on everything, right? Yeah. So what you would do is you'd get together with all the other people who wanted to sell wheat into France, and you'd go to your government, to maybe your king or your parliament, and what do you think you would say? Because you want to be able to sell to France, yes. but the French government isn't letting you. Now, you, you could go to the French government and say, hey, man, can you really lower your taxes? But they, they don't want They probably wouldn't to. do that. No, because they like collecting the taxes. You would ask the king to sell there. Well, you would, you would say to the king, maybe, and it's like, I don't know, something like this, right? So the French government doesn't want to lower the taxes for two reasons. Number one, they like getting those taxes. Yeah. And number two, the French farmers are going to get mad at them. Because maybe other people can sell wheat cheaper and then the French farmers have to lower their prices. Right. Or maybe they can't compete at all. They have to change their whole way that they, they grow to be more and they efficient. they don't like that. They don't want to do that, right? So They're like, hey, it's here. It's working. There's an old we saying like which the says... high taxes. There's an old saying which says, if it ain't broke, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Right? Which is kind of true. You know, I, I, somebody asked me the other day, what's your big weakness? And I said, for me, it's trying to get perfect video and audio oh to the God. point where to the point where I just fiddle with everything until I something goes wrong and I have to start all over. Oh no, it's true. You say <laughs> I'd be is. like, hey, Dad, can we example again a game we mentioned yesterday, Rocket League, and um, uh, oh yeah, with the game with yesterday with the Rocket League. He's like, hey, Dad, can we do some Rocket League? And you're like, yeah, let me just get this audio right. And I'm like, so in an hour. Or so two? never, <laughs> never. Like, right. In an hour or two until you realize that it's not going to work, and you're like. Um, oh, yeah, I'll, I, I'll get it to work. <laughs> I did a live stream just the other day and the audio was too high because I'd upped it a bit because it, before it was too quiet. Anyway, so. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, um, so, you, would, so you, you, you can't go to the French government and say, hey man, let us sell our wheat into your country. But what you can do is go to your own government and say, you know what you should do? You should put a lot of taxes on the French wheat coming into our country unless they agree to lower theirs. Right. And then you can try that. Or you can say, go talk to the French king and offer him some benefit in return for lowering taxes. Because then we can, we can sell 
See, the government likes when you can sell into other countries because you go and sell and then you bring money into your country, especially well, yeah. if you do it in yeah. gold, right? My gosh, even in a, like with China, I remember we, me and my friends once, we went around a store, we picked, we were, we, three of us, we went to five, three, we each got a different section. So one was, um, it was at some dollar store, one was like the candy section. Um, I got the candy section. My friend got, just got like the little stuff, you know, the little gadget section mm. and stuff. And I don't remember what my other friend got. Right. But mine, there wasn't really too much in my section, but my uh, friend section, like the whole little gadget stuff, it was like literally, I think like out of five things, four of them were made in China. Yeah. Out of the five things that she looked at. Right, right. So yeah, they like it. So So you would put pressure on the government to try and get the taxes lowered. Yeah. And this actually did kind of work. This actually did kind of work. So what he's saying, so when the bourgeoisie, when they get stronger, they, a corresponding political advance, it means they work harder to try and influence the government and politics and taxes and laws and all of that to benefit trade, right? I that think makes that's sense, good. Right? Makes yeah. sense. An oppressed class under the sway of the feudal nobility as the kings and... The feudal? Feudal is, um, remember we talked about how after the fall of the Roman Empire, there was this age where the warlords roamed all over the place. Oh, yeah. And then the, the, the people would say, okay, to the, to the, the local whoever was best at fighting, we'll give you some of our crops in return. You protect us from all of these crazy guys who want to come and steal everything from us, right? So that's called a feudal relationship. You're kind of tied to the land. You've got to give a whole bunch of your crops to the king. You might have to work on his land as well for, quote, free. But in return, you get protection from all of this violence. So that's called feudal. Yeah. An armed and self-governing association in the medieval commune. What the heck is that about? Okay. An oppressed class under the sway of the feudal nobility, an armed and self-governing association in the medieval commune. What does that oh, armed. Do with okay. Anything? So, what he's this is the it's a complicated way of just talking about what I was talking about. That you say, uh, okay, I will uh, give up some of my crops, but in return, you protect me from having all of them stolen. Oh well, it's. I mean, he wants to make it he or she or whatever. I don't know. Was this one person who did it, or a bunch of people? Oh, it happened all over. Yeah, all over. Oh, okay, well, whatever. They just wanted to, I don't know, um, make it look like they were really smart and use all these complicated phrases. Oh, so yeah, that yeah. They would seem, well, oh, they're really smart. We should listen to them. It's specifically designed for like 11-year-olds, but Yeah, you know, but I mean, you can figure it, it still out, right? took you a second to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, here independent urban republic, as in Italy and Germany, their taxable third estate of the monarchy, as in France, afterwards in the period of manufacture proper, serving either the semi-feudal or the absolute monarchy as a counterpoise against the nobility. Yeah, see, that makes perfect sense. And in fact, cornerstone of the great monarchies in general, the bourgeoisie has at last... This is all one sentence, by the way. This is, sorry, you know, this what? This reminds me... Do you remember the book that we've been reading for a while? Oh my gosh, I remember that. Oh man. That, James Joyce, The Portrait oh of the Artist as a Young Man. Oh my god. That was really something. Okay. It was so bad. So, that's so we'll finish topic. this paragraph and then we'll stop. So, okay, so I, th says, I think this is too confusing for me. Hang on, let's do... Let's do, let's yeah, do let's this do. is one sentence. Okay. We can do it. Can I do it? Do you think I can do it in one breath? No. Okay, I'm going to try. Do it, do I'm it. Try. try. Wait. Oh my god. I got to go up like a puff of here. Okay. <laughs> an oppressed class under the sway of the feudal nobility, an armed and self governing association in the medieval commune, here independent urban republic as in Italy and Germany, their taxable third estate of the monarchy as in France, afterwards in the period of manufactured property, serving either the semi feudal or the absolute monarchy as a counterpoise against the nobility, and in fact, cornerstone of the great monarchies in general, the bourgeoisie has at last, since the establishment of modern industry, <laughs> out of the world market, conquered for itself in the modern representative state, exclusive political sway. <laughs> oh, oh, man. 
<laughs> wait, wait. But he clears it up here. The executive of the modern state is but a committee for managing the common affairs really? of the whole bourgeoisie. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that we don't need to look that at all, right? Uh, so, no. So, basically, oh no, basically what he's saying is that as, as the manufacturers, as the bourgeoisie get more economic power, in other words, as they become richer, they involve themselves in politics and they try and get the government to help them expand their markets, to guarantee their property rights, to lower taxes and trade. Uh, barriers between them and other countries and all of that. So, right. So he's, that was hilarious. I, like I know that part when I you start. Really, I was like, if there was one more sentence, I wouldn't be able to. Have done yeah, it. and when you run out of breath and you start having to go really loud and like your chest like just tightens and tries to push out any air that's left. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's always funny to think you're always three minutes away from dying, right? If you run out of air. Yeah. So anyway, so he's basically saying that now the the manufacturers have become so powerful that the government just exists to serve their needs. Uh. And uh, I, that's the question we'll get to next time, but uh, uh, we'll stop here. Uh, we are now yes. 8%. <gasps> we went up 3%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we gotta, we'll go faster from here on in because a lot of this is kind of intro stuff. But yes. good stuff. Thank I you, I promise everyone. it will not take us 400 episodes or at least versions to finish this. Exactly. <laughs> subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. Check out my dragon pictures on Twitter. Check out the dragon pictures on Twitter. Make we'll more egg memes. Make more egg memes. Those have become them. quite okay. famous and they are hilarious. They're yeah, really I, I think funny. you just started a whole trail of memes. I really did. I really did. Congratulations. And it's, Give it's me a good. high five. I mean, it could be my biggest accomplishment after 15 years. It's just egg jokes. <laughs> egg jokes. Sad but true. You All right. should do it. Okay. Uh, freedomain.com forward slash donate to help out in the show. And uh, if people want to order your chocolates, they're going to have to wait because we don't have railway built west yet. But soon. Well, I promise. I will try. I will try and do it. Uh, I will try know. and make them available to order. That would be cool. All right. Yes. Bye. Bye.